0: see how it goes. Uh, It is good to be here this morning. It is good to um, be with my prayer in community again this morning. It is good to... uh, Thank you, Sister Modupe. Yeah, I know, right? Like the glory of God is shining through me. I need to stay humble in the spirit. Anyway, so um, it is good. It is always good to rise up um, to to pray with you guys. Because there's so much that the Lord is doing in the season. And quite frankly, if it were left to me, prayer in this month would not end till like the 14th, you know, or the 21st. I know, I know, I know. um, You know, Apostle Victor is eyeing me, catching my media guys shaking. You know, all of them are like, what did she just say? Till when? You know, they're thinking about what they will tell me is wrong with them. Their cats die, <laughs> their dog is on admission, all kinds of things. But, you know, only the will of the Lord will start. Yeah. The will of God will prevail. So, um, but God is actually doing so much that I feel that there is a need to press in. I feel there is a need to, if you want us to press in beyond Friday, please let me know. Because we haven't started this angelic matter, we are just entering it. But there's a need to press in the season. And like I said in the beginning of yes, Eniton, Audrey, yeah, you are spiritual people, women of God, equa, Pastor Bambi, I trust you. Of course, you say we should be pressing.
1: Guess. and
0: angie i hope i get to meet you someday you are you are always on the calls god bless you and my point my also i hope i get to meet you soon uh we move with the spirit right Florence is like yes i think we should keep going i actually think we should keep going uh, you know even though i don't know uh, what that's going to look like on me on my schedule um, but there's something about the month of July. I, I said it, and this month of July, um, there is a lot of activities of the gates going on. Astaghfirullah, I greet you. There's a lot of um, gates keeping activities, um, gate opening activities um, that is going on in the realm of the spirit, and it's almost a month of um, negotiations on the table. Um, destiny negotiations um, a lot of it going on in the spirit realm it's one of those months that you cannot afford to enter without prayer if not you just find yourself you know on the side of those that have been bought on the side of those whose destinies were used as part of the negotiation tools do you understand what i'm trying to say so it's the month that you must take by the grip of the collar You know, um, because it's also the month where people get to enter into um, new things. People get to enter into new possibilities. People get to enter into new spaces, new areas, you know. So for anyone who is wise, you know, you want to maximize this July in prayer. July kind of feels to me like January. You know, um, when January begins, people understand that. It does not only um physically mark um a new season on the calendars of men you know it also marks a gate in the spirit realm you know the way you enter in the way you press in can determine a lot i'm not saying if you don't fast and pray in january that you know stuff will not happen in your your life for the rest of your year or cannot happen no it can but you know there is a different rewards that reward that comes to a man that actually prepares is different from the man that stumbles into you get what i'm trying to say so it is expedient that we prepare it is expedient that we set ourselves to enter into what god wants you know um, so yeah, Shakina, you know, you've not got to see over last year July. I can't remember what did we teach last year July. Was it power? This time we're doing rain of fire retreats. There was rain of fire retreats, but what about what did we carry in July? I can't remember. Oh, rain! Of, last year July was fire. Okay, yeah, it was fire actually. Yes. Oh, praise God. All right, all right. So. Let's go on. So, yesterday, um, I began to teach you, or I think the day before yesterday was when we dipped our feet in the water, you know, um, about Pastor Stephanie. When are we having the Rain of Fire retreat again? It's about time. I mean, this year should not end without a prayer retreat. Yeah, we should have a prayer retreat. Yeah, so. we began to teach day before yesterday. We dipped our feet in the water um, on the angelic, and then we um, moved into a deeper yesterday. And yesterday, I began to teach you that the um, who angels are, angels are heavenly spiritual beings, divine messengers, you know. Um, and the, the way we got to angelic hosts is what we we're talking about the different. Um, participatory agents you know when it comes to the will of God being done as it pertains to the dawning of a new day and how when you are entering into a new day you're entering into a new season there are different people and different um, things that have to participate in the realm of the spirit and we, we began by looking at the participation or, or God's role to play our role to participate and the role of creation and that's when we talked about things like the rebellion of Korah and we talked about the ocean passing and you know all kinds of things how creation how nature partners you know with the word of the Lord and with the will of God and then we say another thing that has to partner for the dawning of the new day to happen is the host, the spiritual host in the heavenly places and we were looking at the different ways in which God gave a word or God had an intention and the spiritual host participated in the birthing and so yesterday I began to set um, some foundational thoughts in place about who are these um, beings in the realm of the spirit. And you know, what role do they play versus the roles that you play? And we began to set some foundational thoughts around the fact that angels um um, the work with us you know minister for those that are heads on to salvation but we don't worship angels you know and I took the pathway I taught about divination you know and how people enter into divination and how people pass the back door of spirituality and before they know what's happening they've entered divination and I explained how very easy it is to enter divination because you're not willing to pay the price of consecration you are not willing to pay the price of profit set the price of sacrifice in order to enter into um, god's heart and then but every time that people want to take shortcuts to enter into the divine they end up entering through divination and we begin to talk about different means of divination and we begin we began, we began to talk about um you know back doors like you know crystals we can talk about ouija boards uh, we began to talk about yoga. We began to talk about all kinds of demonic meditations, you know, meditating on the sun, the moon, astrology, astronomy, and you know, all these things that are now seemingly spiritual, you know, your energy, your chakra, and all of these studies from all these um, ancient religions, you know, that are mastered and are covered by um, satanic agents that are covered by fallen angels, you know. So we began to look at all of the things that can. you know the back doors to divination or to divinity which is actually divination. and I was explaining how the end of it is it always leaves you as a madman and we looked at the story of Saul in the Bible and how King Saul started in glory but entering through the true path of spirituality you know anointed by Samuel began prophesying with the prophets you know and to the point where the people said perhaps Saul is now one of the prophets you know but how that whole anointing of entering the divine activated his royal um, position as a king and we see how over the years as Saul in his pride sought to do it his own way began to consult with the witch of angel, you know and we see the downfall of Saul and you know how everything basically cascaded until his death and the death of Jonathan you know And so we began to teach about what the true divine looks like, you know, and the fact that when you enter into the realm of the spirit and when God opens your eyes, you will see all of these things. You will encounter all of these beings, but it is to note, you know, it is only God we worship. It is only Christ we worship. But we also have to know what we are surrounded by, you know, and what works with us, so that we can be effective in our assignments. You know, I taught you yesterday about how, you know, our um, um, angels, you know, the, the, the ambassadors, messengers, um, emissaries, to conduct business on behalf of God. You know, the Hebrew word for angels is malak, and the Greek word is angelos. You know, and I said that they comprise of the Creator's. Pro- autocratic forces of creation you know and i said because human beings die um but the promises that god gives to them must continue from generation to generation so angels are responsible for upholding those um, ordained promises and making sure that they are they keep standing you know through time you know and they are instituted through the earth you know and you know in the same way that in the dark demonic we have things like um, familiar spirits that are responsible for watching over households and generations and nations and locations to make sure that the allocation of the dark demonic you know continues through time that's the same way in the spirit realm we have angelic hosts you know that work with the Holy Spirit to make sure that the promises of God and the assignment of God over a bloodline over a people over a generation continues through time and you know we looked at the story of Abraham Isaac man I didn't teach you nothing so I just have to pause and think about it and say let's continue so (laughs) and of course you know I like to joke a lot so um, we looked at the the Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and how the blessings of God, you know, um, continue, continues with them uh, over time. Where is Moyer? Can, can somebody call Moyer Braimor? And if you're here, Moyer, let me know. And how the promises of God, you know, is um, transferred from generation to generation, and how we see how, you know, Um, Jacob gets to Bethel and encounters an active altar that his father Abraham raised and you know we we do not even know if the altar was reactivated because of the presence of um, Jacob who carries the DNA of Abraham excuse me the one to whom the promise was made but we do know that there is a connection between that altar and the bloodline of Abraham and you know so we began to look at all of that and what was it that Jacob saw Jacob saw angels ascending and descending in that place so wherever there's an active promise an active covenant an active altar there is the movement of the angelic hosts in that place and this is why you must you know meet with God not on the not just on the level of your personal salvation but you must meet with God on the level of of his covenant and his assignment and you know promise destiny to you your children your wife your household your family you must be able to meet with God on that level to ask him questions concerning what you know he's called you people to do you know to consecrate and to dedicate your children you know to give them over to God so that consistently there is a speaking voice over the life of your generations Uh, So we looked at all of that. And uh, so I began to explain to you the meaning of protocratic. And I was saying that it's a term that is coined to explain the enduring government of the creator, you know, and the basis for him being properly identified as the almighty God and I began to explain to you the different kingdoms that exist and I explained to you the kingdom of the earth, the kingdom of this world, um, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, you know, and as I began to explain the different kingdoms, (coughs) I began to explain to you about how the kingdom of God spans through different realms and it's not just when God is accepted as God, even in hell, you know, everywhere god rules and reigns and so we have to consistently remember that he's not just god our daddy as we know him but our daddy has got an office our daddy has got jurisdiction imagine if your father was the president of your nation you know he's your father he's your daddy so there is the authority and jurisdiction that he has within your home as the man as the father as the husband but there is authority and jurisdiction that he has over the nation as the ruler and the president you know and sometimes the reason why we don't enter into the fullness of God is that because we don't know how to engage the different sides and parts of God you know we don't know when God is trying to deal with us as president of the nation versus oh my dearly beloved child, when he's trying to deal with you as president of the nation, he will send you on assignments, he will give you commissions, and he will expect you to square your shoulder and go. You know, when you when he dealing with you as president of the nation, there will be war. He'll put a gun in your hand and he'll tell you fire. And you say How about God? What if I injure? What if He will say fire? You know, and because it, at that time He's obligated as the ruler to make everybody take their position, stand and fight. But when He's your daddy, that is when you are praying prayers like God. I just want You to love me today. I just don't feel like doing anything, and then you snuck under your duvet, and He to He will come, and He'll be telling you sweet things. Oh, my precious child, I love you so much. We're singing over you. You're such a hero. I'm not going to sing that Spider-Man song. Jesus name. I'm not going to sing that Spider-Man song. Because how many of you have heard that Spider-Man song? The moment I said hero, I just remember the the Yoruba Yoruba version of Spider-Man. Spider, Spider, Spider Spider-Man. Spider-Man. It is ridiculous. I feel like it's the most ridiculous thing that has come out of Nigeria this year, 2023. (laughs) So... Um, yeah, but (laughs) you know, so God, you know, will, will snuck up with you and He will sing to you, tell you how much you're a hero, you know, apostle, apostle. He will sing it to your ear, rub your hair, you know, and all of that. Yeah, that's your daddy but there's a, there's a place where he is not your daddy only there's a place where he's the captain of the host of heaven and so part, part of the reasons why Christians struggle is that they don't know when God is engaging with them as daddy versus master when Jesus is engaging with them as friend versus Lord do you get what I'm saying? So you must understand the switch and understand how to move with the activities of the spirit and the side of his government that He is revealing to you part time. When God is engaging with you on the side of his government, okay. I you were on the side of his government as Lord and Master. he There are many excuses he will not take from you. And when you are praying, say, but oh God, just say something. He's saying nothing. Moses stood in front of the Red Sea and was shouting, God, just part the Red Sea, do something. God God literally said to Moses, almost like, Moses, will you just shut up and do what you're supposed to do? Like, stop this kind of prayer. If you want to part the sea, part the sea. You know, stretch out your hand and stop standing in front of the sea and shouting. At that point, God did not come down to say, oh Moses, you know, you can do this, you can do this. That was for the burning bush when he answered all his silly questions where he's like oh but i cannot speak or oh, yeah, take aaron oh but i don't know if it's a... oh yeah i throw your rod on the floor oh i don't know oh, yeah, put, put your hand here like he did all of that but by the time he was standing in front of the rest he's like moses excuse you i've carried you through 10 plagues i've helped you to deal with you have become like a god unto pharaoh is it red sea that is your problem do what you know you're supposed to do of which by the way it wasn't his rod he stretched It was his hand he stretched so people say stretch what your rod it was not the rod that parted the red sea it was the hand of moses that parted the red sea you know so i say all of this to say uh when you talk about the protocratic um, rule of god you are speaking about his eternal governance over all things all creations all realms and the angels of the lord walk with god on this level and yesterday i explained to you that proto um, stands for founding originating beginning and cratics stand for rule and for government So when you talk about protocratics, you're talking about God's founding originating beginning government dominance sovereignty So the angels have been with him for a long time before the earth that we know was created They worked with God. So they are custodians of history. They are custodians of covenant They are custodians of um, of God God's will for time, they are custodians of the activities of men, all of these things the angelic host understanding, they understand order, you know, Um, so uh, we went further on to begin to speak about um, the fact that all things were made um, by God, you know, he is and was before all things and in him all things consist, you know, so we're speaking about the eternal Um, consistency of things and how it is all embedded in the person of God. You know, and how the angels stand guard over these affairs and these matters to work with the Lord concerning um, the the, the eternal order of his will. And that was when I began to speak about how many of these religions, what they seek to do is to remove personality from God. So they will tell you, yes, we believe that there's a God, that there's a creator of all things. Oh, there is an eternal force, you know, the universe, you know, they call him all kinds of names. And they they, didn't they want to ascribe they want to ascribe a in no nature to him, I just call him a force. And remember, when I teach you, I do say to you that God is not just a person; that God is an eternal system that holds all things in place. So I agree that God in Himself is a system. God in Himself is a power force. God in Himself is the intelligence and wisdom that holds all things seen and unseen together and in place. Without God in the midst of it, everything will collapse into like a black hole. And all of us, we even cease to know that we ever existed. God is the bearer of memory and remembrance and history. So I do agree that God is all of these things. But if you take the personality of God away from him, you are taking away from us the virtues, the values, the very things that should consist in our nature that makes us like God. And I began to touch on the fact that God is love. And it is upon the love of the Lord that we can receive the greatness of God. It is upon the love of the Lord that we can bear the power of God And I began to explain that in the love of God is where we can understand the diffusing of the glory of God to humanity. Outside of his love, the amount of power that we say we have is inexplicable. It is only the love of God that justifies the power of humanity. Outside of his love, there is no other way that we can explain our glory, our honor, our greatness, our authority, our dominance in all the realms. And we began to look at a scripture that says, what at man that thou art mindful of him and the son of man that thou visitest him. You have for a little while, you have made him a, a little lower than the angels. Now, who is it that was saying these things? It was the angels. And when he says you've made him a little lower than the angels, he wasn't talking about in terms of in So it's like my three-year-old son, for example, if you consider the responsibilities I will give to my nanny or the responsibilities I will give to my driver or the responsibilities I will give to my cook, for example, you would say, oh, for a while I have made him a little lower than my by my driver why it's because the kind of things i can commit into the hand of my driver i cannot commit to his hand because he doesn't have the capacity to bear it for now he is limited by age limited by time limited by um, revelation he's limited by maturity he hasn't entered into all of these things so i cannot make him a custodian of such things now it doesn't mean that in terms of ranking he is not higher because he's my son but because we are limited in broken vessels we are limited in this body we are not wearing our eternal body of light we are not wearing our body that can bear the weight of the age to come we have not arrived there yet we are still limited because in terms of evil revelation we are shielded we are not able to see deep into the realm of the spirit because of the fall of man so we are still relying on things like prophecy vision dreams all of these things it says we know in part therefore we are able to articulate in part none of us is the custodian of the whole truth of god every one of us we enter into it in bits and in pieces because we are yet in this world we are yet in this life but the Bible says when we see him we will know all things even as we we will know him even as we are known of him so he knows everything about us but we don't know everything about him and his kingdom because we cannot bear it says he has placed eternity in the hearts of men yet they cannot comprehend it so we are limited by the earth um, the the, the workings of the earth and the government of this world it makes it hard for us to enter into the fullness of all that God has got so he says for a little while he has made him know that the angels why because the angels know these things the angels see these things the angels have access you know, to many things that we don't and not because we don't have the access but because in their nature they can they can engage with these things very easily. They are not dealing with things like sin. They are not dealing with things like corruption. They are not dealing with things like you fast for 40 days and then your eyes open and the next thing, bam, you go and sleep with somebody that is not your own or you, you start watching pornography. Do you understand? The thing just truncates the flow of revelation and next thing you are struggling again Oh Lord Jesus, bring me into your presence you understand so they don't deal with things like that you know that we get to deal with so if you look at it you may think ah for a while we'll be made a little lower than the angels but the truth is they look at us and say ah what that man that thou art mindful of him and in our actions of faith we are able to teach even the angels things about god that they don't know so they have access you know to things like his order his government and all of that but we by reason of the proximity of love by reason of the proximity of intimacy by reason of the activities of the blood we can enter place and hear secrets of god that god will not tell to the angelicals he can tell us his heart because we have his nature he can tell us his will because we have his nature he can tell up his deep desires and his longings because we have his nature also as it pertains to the destiny of the earth because we are the custodians of this world and this earth. We are the ones that walk on behalf of God on the earth. There are so many things that pertains to the earth that it is us that God will tell it to. And in our actions and in our activities, we reveal to the angels um, different things about God's heart. I hope we are still together. So as we teach about the angelic hosts, Um, We are not teaching, like I said yesterday, what some of these um, ministries teach or what some of all these things are seeking to teach. When they teach, you know, people are engaging with angels, you know, Holy Uriel, Holy Michael, Holy uh, uh, Gabriel. Hey, send us Gabriel, send us Michael. We don't pray prayers like that because yesterday, like I said, it is not us that sends them. It is God that sends them. It is our assignment that sends them. It is our commission that sends them. They are standing guard over an order, over an assignment. You know, so if you want to have this kind of activation around you, follow your assignment. Work with the commission of God over your life. You will see activation of angelic hosts. It happens. So if you notice many of the angelic activities that we see in the Bible, we're around a commission. We're around an assignment. Do you get what I'm saying? You know, so they don't just come to appear to you. You just keep your hand. Ta-da! Yeah, I'm, I. I'm your daddy. I angel They don't do things like that, you know? So there, there must be an assignment for such revelation to happen, you know? So, um, all right, so let's go on. And then, um, I began to say, you know, um, the messengers know that the lord's physical kingdom is in the hands we the messengers we know that god's physical kingdom is in the hands of these angels you know that are bound by construction and design to obey and serve the creator no matter what so the angels are bound by construction and by their design to serve the creator no matter what this is how they operate and you know so you begin and remember yesterday i I spoke to you people about the angels that are bound for judgment waiting awaiting judgment and different theologians will say they are bound in tartarus and i said maybe another time we'll teach about the, the the several regions of the underworld you know and we're not teaching it for the sake of spooky spirituality no we teach these things so that you will not be harassed by hell so that you will not be deceived by Satan because deception is the greatest tool of the enemy. A man that has And wealth and a man that has inheritance once such a man is deceived you will give out what you have without knowing that that's what you're doing you know it's different from direct attack direct attack you will muster strength and you will fight but indirect attack through the avenue of deceit will make you hand over your inheritance without knowing that that's what you're doing so the reason why we teach these things as we pray we teach and we pray is because it is the revelation that empowers you to effectively navigate through the spirit realm You know, it is the revelation that empowers you to know what to ask for, how to ask, what to believe for, you know, so that you can partner effectively with heaven. Victor, don't leave me. You know, so... um, So early in the life of a minister, God will begin to introduce you to the invisible agents, invisible powers, invisible governmental and judiciary forces in the heavenly places. You know, it is by all of those forces that things operate here on earth. And the plan of God, you know, is forged despite the cycles of life and death that is imposed on humans. So by reason of our humanity, there are cycles we go through. We go through life, we go through death, we go through pain, we go through fear, we go through shame, we go through, you know, seasons of fear, all of these things. But despite the cycles of life that is imposed upon humanity, you know, we have all of these invincible forces, um, agents, powers, you know, judiciary forces in the realm of the spirit, that exist and that will work now let's look at hebrews 7. in hebrews 7 um, verse 23 to 24 it says now there have been many of those priests since death prevented them from continuing in office but because jesus lives forever He has a permanent priesthood. Therefore, he is able to save completely those who come to God through him because he always lives to intercede for them. Hebrews 7 verse 23 to 24. It was speaking about the fact that the priesthood of men, take it up. It was speaking about the fact that the priesthood of men, um, the priesthood does not die, but the men die. He says now there have been many of those priests since that prevented them from continuing in office. So God gives a person an office and what stops them from executing that office consistently through time is death. The moment they die they enter into their eternal office. But here on earth, the office must be handed over to somebody else. It was now speaking about the priesthood of Jesus and how because Jesus lives forever, he has a permanent priesthood. Now, in the same way, that's how the angels are. The angels are not limited by death. So they are standing guard over things that I will speak today, declarations I will make today concerning my children concerning the people in my life, the kind of covenants that we make with God, the kind of assignments that we will go on, they are here, they bear witness. So when I am limited by death, and someday I leave this world and I transition into a higher glory, they are here and they will consistently, you know, hand over and consistently execute those assignments and see to their completion in the lives of day that will carry over from me. Now, so the ancient world understood these things, being that, you know, the spirits possessed more highly developed intellects than the humans that they interacted with. So the ancient people witnessed the move of these beings regularly. Now you look at Judges 2 verse 1 to 4. It says, where the angel of the Lord um, rebuked Israel's defection from Yahweh to the gods of the land. So because the angels understand this, you know, they are able to look at humans and say, what are you doing? Now in Judges 2 verse 1 to 4, here is what the scripture says. It says, the angel of the Lord went up from Gilgal to Bochim and said, I brought you up out of Egypt, the angel of the Lord speaking like God He says I brought you up out of Egypt and led you into the land I swore to give to your ancestors I said I will never break my covenant with you and you shall not make a covenant with the people of this land but you shall break down their altars yet you have disobeyed me why have you done this and I have also said I will not drive them out before you they will become traps to you for you and their gods will become snares to you and when the angel of the Lord had spoken these things to all the Israelites. The people wept aloud, and they called that place Bochim. There they offered sacrifices to God. So you see, in this, in this, in this place, in Judges 2, verse 1 to 4, here is God speaking to the people, but He's speaking to them through through an angel. And they heard these things, and they wept because the conviction that came with the voice of the angel it was like the conviction, as though it was God that spoke. So there are times when God actually speaks to people through angels because there are different ways to hear God. (coughs) You can hear the voice of God on the inside of you. You can hear hear the voice of God through discernment. You can hear the voice of God um, as as, as, as a visible, as an audible voice. You can hear God through visions through dreams you can hear god through the word of the lord you can hear god in psalms and in hymns there are different ways to hear god but also you can hear god through heavenly emissaries so please i need you to remember all the things i just said there are different ways to hear the voice of god you can hear god in your heart as a form of discernment conviction you can also hear him as a still small voice act an audible voice in your ears you can hear god through signs and wonders you understand so signs and wonders also speak about the things that god wants to do you can hear god um also um through visions through dreams through prophecies God speaks to all of these avenues. Um, you can hear God through his word. When you read the word of the Lord, scriptures often will just say, you know, what God's heart is and God's mind is. But another way that you hear God is through the emissaries of heaven. God can send people to you um, to speak to you. Remember when Jesus was on the earth, the Bible speaks about how Jesus um, on the Mount of Transfiguration, how Jesus was there and who came to meet with him Elijah and Moses. And right when Jesus was here on earth, he had an engagement with the spirit of just men made perfect. You understand? And he came and they spoke to him. And the disciples say, Peter, James and John saw this thing happen. So yes, it is possible to have, um, for God to speak with you through angels. It is possible for God to speak with you through the emissaries of the heaven. And in the book of Revelation, I think Revelation 19, when John was unveiling different things and he saw he saw what he thought was an angel and he fell on his face he was like and he said no don't worship me me i'm i'm like a man like you so it was one of the spirits of just made perfect that john encountered in an instance like that you remember the bible spoke about after jesus resurrected you know and he broke open the grave the bible declares that those that were in the bosom of abraham they also resurrected and came out of their graves and the bible says that all the children of god in jerusalem they saw, they saw Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, um, Noah, Deborah. They saw all of those guys come out of the bosom of Abraham, and he says, and they went about greeting all their relatives, maybe speaking to them, talking to them. This was a witnessing of God. It didn't happen randomly. It wasn't jailbreak. And so they just came out and they were running up and down around the city. If God did not want that to happen, He would have transitioned them immediately to heaven. But it was for the sake of a witnessing. It was for the. Sake of you know establishing um, something in the Lord, of speaking a message, delivering a message, you know, teaching something that was probably shielded to the people so. You can hear God in different ways, but in this instance, um, the 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 place called Bochim, where the children of Israel Israel in Judges two, um, the mate with the angel of the Lord, um, and the angel of the Lord spoke to them about how they had defected from God, and it caused there to be conviction in their heart, and they began to wail. Now, um, there are several times the Bible says. That we should be careful about our hospitality and one of the things that I teach the people that work with me is that you must learn to be hospitable you must learn to you know just basic things around oh come in have you eaten you know do you want water uh, how can I help you or somebody comes to your office for help just little little things or somebody meets with you oh, auntie CEO I'm going to this it says be careful how you um attend to people how hospitable you are you said, for some people have entertained angels unknowingly So it is possible to actually entertain angels. It is possible to actually have angels physically manifest But you see angels don't just physically manifest for no reason Usually when angels appeared in people's houses when people when angels appeared with um People or, or, or to people in their lives. It was because there was a message that God was bringing it was because I was a message that God was bringing and there was something that God was trying to bring the people into I remember um, I had a vision in Kenya recently a dream and in the dream I went to heaven and um, I was saying to them how you know I saw one of the most beautiful beautiful people I had ever seen in my life It was an angel and he was teaching us a, a course on like engineering building how to build how to construct you know now let me tell you things about the spirit realm there are times when i've had visions like that and i come back and i'm trying to write you know oh okay this is what i saw and i write it down which is great i write the details i can remember but you know over the years i found out that the details are not only in the things i remember it's almost like when you have an encounter with the, in the spirit realm and you have an encounter with God and you enter into an encounter you actually become the encounter and so there are details that you may not remember with your physical mind but they are inscribed in your spirit and you begin to live out the encounter you begin to walk in the encounter you begin to build and craft like the things that were revealed to you in encounter so i remember one of the most foremost encounters i had in 2017 when I went to heaven and I sat with Jesus and I remember he said to me you know because at that time I was so sad I was so broken I was saying you know what I'm ready to go I've done I've tried in this life that I've come to you know I've done ministry for so long I believe by now I'm sure I have at least at least at least one stone on my crown in heaven let me go I'm tired you know and I had this vision or this dream when I went to heaven But one of the most critical things was, as I looked in the eyes of Jesus, I realized he didn't want me to, it wasn't time for me, and I said, oh, it's not time for me, right? He said, no. He said, I said, I still have work to do, right? He said, yes. You know, and then he began to speak to me about the things that I would do while I'm back on earth, and I knew in that instance, as he spoke, my heart bond and i just knew he was speaking about my assignment my commission my mandate and it was like as he was speaking it was as if he was peeling off the layers around creation peeling off the layers around destiny peeling off the layers around the heart of men you know and the dealings of god with men and i heard him i heard all of these things and i remembered everything else in that vision i remembered when he got up to walk away i remembered the angels i saw i remember the library i remember the hall i remembered everything but when i woke up i could not remember anything he told me i was going to do i don't remember one single thing but i knew that he was speaking about all the things i'm doing now you know but the thing is even though i don't remember it is almost as if my spirit remembers even though my brain does not remember it is almost as if it's a witness in my so that i cannot shake off and so every day i rise up in conviction i rise up in conviction and if you tell me explain it i may not be able to explain it fully to you in english language but what i encountered i became the things that were spoken to me in the encounter were inscribed in my spirit they were instilled in my heart so that even in the days when i am seemingly endangered I throw myself into it because I know there is a conviction on the inside of me that is unshakable and unmovable. And I know. So, you remember when Paul um, was in the shipwreck and the Bible says for 14 days, no sun, no moon, no star, nothing. They were in this still state and it was a major demonic attack, a major principality attack. And remember, Paul was gliding over the seas i remember yesterday i was teaching people about um the different creation and how creation has ears how creation has a voice and how i was saying that i cannot be swallowed up by creation it is outside of the order of god that we the sons of god should be killed by creation you know and i was speaking about how when jesus died earthquake happened the ground split open the heavens darkened, the sonder it was like a, a, all of creation could not be a creation was mourning Why? Because the one who carries the word that accumulated their being and put them in place, the word had transcended into hell. Even hell was shaking. Like it it couldn't just receive Jesus normally because they knew. That everything we are, we are because He is. So He is the author and finisher, not just of our faith, but of all creation. And so um, you, you begin to realize that. So creation speaks, creation knows, creation sees. You know that's why when you go on the sea and you you are flying in the air, all kinds of things can happen. You can hear that plane disappear. To where? Who swallow him? Who carry them? The birds that was here disappeared. What happened? Do you understand? There are many unseen forces in creation that we have not even begun to engage with. There are creatures that the Bible spoke about that we have not seen. But they are there. And many of them are hidden for the day of destruction. Many of them are hidden for the day when God is ready to take care of the earth. All of them are there. Now, um, you don't realize that when a son of God is manifesting all of creation is also shaking it says the earth at uh, creation is anticipating the manifestation of the sons of God now imagine what it is like when a manifested son is walking on the earth creation knows it I hope you are with me creation knows it. creation understands when a manifested son is on the earth so even the elements of creation cannot hold back a manifested son because the, man the creation understands that this one understands that we are subjected to his rulership. Now, so you see Paul riding in the boat. And because he's Paul, I'm telling you, that's why that shipwreck happened. They wanted to try the seas and the souls and the heavens collaborated together to try to take him out. And that's why I told you that there is a realm of authority that as a child of God, you must enter into. The realm of authority that is beyond the culture and the traditions of the sun and the moon. There are things that the sun and the moon regulate, there are things that the stars of the heavens regulate, and so that's why all these dark demonic they go to engage with the sun and the moon. All people like Haman I keep saying it, Haman did not rise up and say we will kill the children of Asia on this day, he said for 12 months. Haman was paying his astrologers and his spiritual consultants. They were peeping into the heavens, looking at the stars, marking the destiny of the children of Israel, to know when they are, they are in a disadvantaged time, to know when they are vulnerable for an attack. And when they found the dates in the heavens, they went, they told Haman. And Haman went to tell the king, Oh king, there's a people. And he says, Ah, if you will put it on this day for them to be killed. I need you to understand what is going on but you see by the time Esther and Mordecai rose up and by the time Esther entered her authority and her power on the same day that it was proclaimed that the children of Israel should be killed on that same day they rose up and took up arms and destroyed all their enemies and they increased in territory because you see when a manifested sun rises up you are able to institute policies in the heavenly realms that are above the policies of the sun and the moon the same gallows upon which they planted, plotted, skinned, and they hung um, and they were to hang Haman and um, they were to hang Mordecai and to hang the children of He said, upon the same gallows that was where Haman and his sons were hung. I need to understand that there is a place you enter in the spirit realm where you can turn even the armor of satan against him and the plots and the schemes and the things that were set up against you and your family line when a manifested son enters his authority you will turn the policies around it and you will turn it against the enemy upon the same gallows you will hang them and you will hang everything you remember i taught you guys about the sons of haman and i taught you about who the ten sons of haman are and i was listing the names of the ten sons of haman and how the sons of haman all the names of the sons of haman means things like self-righteousness um pride you know um, um strength in in self um it was speaking all the names of the sons of Haman and I, I, I don't want to go in there today but all the sons of Haman and literally manifestations of the flesh all the names of the sons of Haman are actually manifestations of the works of the flesh different things that God says put this away put that away so when the Bible speaks about the hanging of the sons of Haman I need you to understand what I'm saying that in our humanity that there are things set up in our humanity in our bloodline in our brokenness that have been set up by hell to crucify us set up by hell to destroy us. Haman and his household were set up to destroy the children of Israel. This was their assignment. And there are things in our lives that are set up, but you see, when you enter the realm that is above the regulation of the sun and the moon, when you enter the realm that is above, you know, uh, you know, I work in, you know, McKinsey, I work with the World Bank, I work with this one, you know, I went to Harvard, I went to Princeton. When you uh, rise up above the sun and the moon regulation, And that's when you are able to take care of those little little souls of Heman and Heman himself in your life In your bloodline because you will see people who are great intelligent smart bad habits Bad habits broken emotional patterns, you know disassociated soul syndrome You know, you see so many like I don't get it. This person is supposed to be so powerful yet There's no wholesomeness in them. It's called the sons of Heman It's called the things that are engraved inside our lives that are structured by darkness to say no matter how far this one goes in life, these things will bring you down. But you see, when you enter the place where you speak to the king, when you enter the place where you now know how to engage with the king, you know that you are an accumulation of history. You are an accumulation of altars that your fathers, your great-great-fathers, you know you are an accumulation of seeds that they paid to demonic gods. You are an accumulation of culture. You are an accumulation of the things that happened in your nation. Yes, all of those things follow you. But they say, when you manifest in your time and you enter by the blood, and you approach the king who is the custodian of history times and covenants. and you are able to negotiate on the basis of your own destiny and the destiny of the children that are to come out of you you can begin to turn those things around and the gallows that they had set up for your destruction they will be hung upon those gallows that's when God begins to take you through seasons of fasting and praying and you begin to crucify the works of the flesh God begins to take you through seasons of interceding and interceding entering into the courtroom of god and into the throne room of god and as you approach the king god begins to show you policies in the bible he begins to show you the ways by which you can crucify these things so that your destiny will be established so that your destiny will be established this is why Mordecai said to esther esther don't you know that perhaps you were raised for such a time as this you need to understand don't you know that perhaps you were set up on the earth and you were set up in that family for such a time as this so that you may be the one that rises up so that you may be the one that knows how to go to the king for don't you know that maybe you were set up in prayer reign, a ministry that is prayer but I am always teaching governmental messages perhaps you were raised into this place for such a time as this that you may come into the revelation that will empower you to begin to write a new order concerning your family a new order concerning purpose a new order concerning destiny i pray that god opens your eyes i pray that god breaks open your spirit I pray that God takes you into the deep divine I pray that God gives you revelation I pray that the words that I'm speaking you can track with me you can follow with me I pray that God will make you spiritually ambidextrous so that with one hand you can war with another hand you can build I pray that God will give you multiple eyes in the spirit realm so that you'll be able to see the different dimensions of operation and you will know how to engage in each season I pray that God will show you what is available Available to you in the realm of the spirit you will not fight like a man that is beating against the air you will not live in this world at the mercy of darkness but I pray that the God that said light be he will cause light to be in your life the kind of light that harasses dark governmental systems the kind of light that harasses the altars of father's houses the kind of light that harasses the altars of your nation so that you may rise up to another level of engagement so that you may rise up above the manifest And the manipulation of sun and moon Sweat of the brows So that you will enter into the revelation And the engagement with light I pray that your spirit will become A point of contact With the spirit of God That you will understand he who you carry On the inside of you That you will understand the life that has been given to you I pray that this will be your season Of a breaking forth And it will be your season of an entering into In the name of the
1: Lord Jesus Come on pray I say you will not be disadvantaged but by reason of the words that we speak and the prayers that we pray, you will understand what it is you are dealing with you will know how to navigate to the realm of the spirit, you will be wise in spiritual warfare, in the name of the Lord Jesus, ekaparo so ishka leva iskapala luna ma sa te te leva e de kato le ma ina so ve ga de le de buri iskapara ga de le do ashamale 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 pray, 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 pray. pe change the game on the enemy arade ma kho gela ina so ve le 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 koroboshanda alama yela la songala tha e alabash ko pelenene gala gala ba khonsa e rababata ba khori ba shantala nele makha arababosh ka parakei zochele zamra ka nele ba shonda traga ma shantala bada isomra ka che la kala ka ba aya ladaboko shoko benete dele keshon Eh, Rabba lekata nabaro kusa. Allah, Allah, Alai. Allah. Allah ba You are not disadvantaged. You have power in the spirit. You are not disadvantaged. I say, you have power in the spirit. Break out of the deceit of hell. Break out of the deceit of hell. Horrible
0: know that we have power. Because you are mighty on your throne, we know that we are not disadvantaged. When we walk through the realm of the spirit, we are not intimidated by anything or by anyone. Whatever manifestation it is, we know it cannot take us down. Why? Because you are mighty on your throne. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Um, so you see Paul in this shipwreck and it looked like something that would finish Paul and finish all of them on the ship. But the Bible says that the angel of the Lord came to Paul. It actually says that the angel that walks with him came to him and said to him, you will not die. No life will be lost. See, 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 see what is going on. You know, this is what you have to do. And you see how Paul broke out of all of that. And so, even when he came out of it and they arrived at, um, at the island, you know, um, I th- was it Malta they arrived at? I can't remember the name. It was, I don't know if the island had a name. I can't remember. And the snake jumped out of the fire and beat Paul. Paul actually came out of a shipwreck experience more powerful and charged up. You understand so he came out of a ship which thank you chica he came out of a shipwreck experience with authority and with power he just shook up the serpent like this and I want you to please go back and watch all my messages on overcoming the system of the serpent and the scorpion I explained to you why the serpent came for him and after the time that he went through and I explained The seasons that the serpent attacks. And I explained why Paul was able to shake off the serpent, you know, and the things that you use, the items used in judging the serpent, you use the blood, you know, and Paul broke communion, you know, and how all of that empowered Paul. So even when he came out of such a dark season, he was empowered. I say that to you because I I was speaking to you about, you know, the power you have and the authority you have and how, you know, the earth speaks and how, you know, creation understands what is going on. But in that instance, you know, the enemy was trying to manipulate creation to rise up against Paul. And so they didn't see sun, they didn't see moon. Did see sisters, water did not move, stillness, darkness, everything, so that they may wallow in that sad depression and lose everything that they had and possibly their lives. But in that place, God came and strengthened Paul. In that place, the angel came and encouraged Paul and Paul was able to rise up above the manipulation of creation that was trying, that the enemy was trying to use to take him down. Throughout scriptures, we see these powerful beings. You know, are uh, discussed by God as the means by which He accomplishes all that He does in the earth. You know, um, and in Isaiah sixty-three verse nine, it says it it, it comments on the angel of His presence. Now, when the Bible talks about God's like overall, it is including the medium through which He rules. Now. Um, this statement about angel of his presence refers to the angels over the various forces of the elements of nature. You understand? Um, and so one of it is, you see like in Revelations, uh, Revelation 14. In Revelation 14, it speaks about three angels. Um, it speaks about from verse 6 to 13. It speaks about the angels in charge of different things. So let me read it. Um, in Revelation 14 verse 8. Is that Nathan? In Revelation 14 verse 8. Let me give you guys a hug. Are you ready for school? Come. So in Revelation 14, excuse me guys, let me come, 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 let me give you a hug. I'll see you guys later. God bless you. Keep you in Jesus' name. Where is your brother? He's right, downstairs. tell him to come give me a hug. So, he's sleeping. So in Revelation 14 verse 8 um, from verse 6, it says, Then I saw another angel flying in midair, and he had the eternal gospel to proclaim to those who live on earth, to every nation, tribe, language, and people. I saw an angel flying in midair, and he held the eternal gospel to proclaim to those who live on earth. In every nation, in every tribe, in every language and people, he said in a loud voice, Fear God and give him glory, because the hour of his judgment has come. Worship him who made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and the springs of water. Verse 8, And a second angel followed and said, Falling, falling is Babylon the great, which made all the nations drink the maddening wine of her adulteries. Verse nine, a third angel followed them and said in a loud voice, if anyone worships the beast and its image and receives his mark on their forehead or on their hand, they too will drink the wine of God's fury, which has been poured full strength into the cup of his wrath. They will be tormented with burning sulfur, in in the presence of the holy angels and of the lamp, and the smoke of their torment will rise forever and ever. There will be no rest day or night for those who worship the beast and its image, or for anyone who receives the mark of its name this calls for patient endurance on the part of the people of god who keep his command and remain faithful to jesus then i heard a voice from heaven say write this blessed are the dead who die in the lord from now on yes says the spirit they will rest from their labor for their deeds will follow them you don't realize that There were angels that were assigned to deliver certain versions of the gospel, to deliver messages from God, to mark times, to mark seasons, to mark dispensations. There were angels that were assigned to release God's judgment over the earth. So when we speak about angels, I'm not just talking about the ones that flap their wings and they come to tell you, oh, God wants to bless you. There are angels for different purposes. You don't remember the story of the children of Israel during the time they were meant to be delivered. It was one is called the angel of death that God released so there is an angel that is in charge of death and the angel of death came and in one night killed all the firstborn sons of all the children of Israel you see the clean job that the guy did he did not mistakenly kill secondborn. he did not mistakenly kill uh, Israelites clean job entered other houses but even in the Israelites the ones that did not put the blood of the lamb on their doorposts he entered their houses so it was and you don't realize that the spirit realm and the angelic hosts are working with such a more advanced system that we are working with. So while we will say, okay, let's take census. Okay, write your name, COVID card. Okay, who are those that have not, you know, we are trying to use a um, binary system. We are trying to use or uh, update the, the database. Your name is not on the, <laughs> local city. Heaven's database, they don't, it's like there's a way they can scan. Clean job. They will scan down to DNA. They will scan down to when they were born. DNA with time merging to know that this one, even if the child went to do sleepover in the house of an Israelite, they will know. Okay, this one is the son of this one, and know when he was born that his firstborn son. Take him out. Very clean job. That is how powerful the angels are. That is how intelligent they are. And every time they come to deliver a message, is because the time for that message has come. So you see, one angel came to deliver a message of judgment, you know, over the earth, you know, and first of all said, worship the one who made the heavens and the earth and the springs of the water, worship him. Then another angel came and said, ah, Babylon has fallen, the one that maddened the nations, he says, with the maddening of her wine, her wine of adulteries and fornication, the inability to be faithful to God and to the ways of God. And you know, Babylon speaks strongly about a lack of faithfulness to God when it comes to money wealth creation and how the moment people are trying to enter into power they begin to create a new set of rules on how to engage with god you know you, you 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 pay prayer warriors or you put them on your payroll to pray for you but you you never pray you want to give big big seed to churches but the churches you never attend it's almost like babylon teaches people how to use money and corruption to try to engage with god you know it's it, 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 it's a way of saying oh you know, an apostle in the marketplace so the standards of holiness are not really applicable to you because of where you are engaging with you can go to the club on friday you know this is how we make money we have to engage you need to associate you know babylon and babylonian system it's called the maddening of wine of adulteries it's not just speaking about adultery Of physical adultery man and woman is speaking about an adulterous relationship that you're supposed you're supposed to have a relationship with the Lord but you are adulterous your heart your passion is given to other things you are more into what you are building and becoming great becoming a global voice becoming a this you are more into that than your heart is into intimacy with the Lord adultery Remember, Jesus says, if your eye even as looks at lustfully against a woman to lust after her, you have committed adultery. So imagine being married to God and you are lusting after her. ah greatness. Which day will I become influencer? Which day will I meet to so they will come to come and speak in the UN? Hi! You raise the things of the world. You call them more honorable than to have the opportunity to dwell in his presence. This is why the psalmist says, I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than to have a voice, than to be a king amongst men. So many people are in adulterous relationships, and yet they are supposed to be married to God. He says that one also, an angel will be sent. He says, ah, falling, falling is the Babylon system. Then the third angel came to warn about the mark of the beast. And You know, every time, it's funny how when he speaks about the worship of his beast, it also says, and the worship of his image. You have to understand why, you know, so we're teaching about angels. But if you notice, I try to enter into many things because I don't want our teaching to be limited. So why does it speak about image? Go back to Genesis 1 and God says, let us make man in our image and our likeness. There is something about image. Image does not just speak about your nose, your eye. Image speaks about representation. The one that you remind creation of. So every time they look at you, whose image do you bear? Jesus said, give unto Caesar what is Caesar's. He says, whose image is on the coin? The one whose image you bear, you belong to. You will be given to the God whose image you bear. Now, the image of God, the Bible calls him the the image of the invisible one. He says, Christ is the image of the invisible God. So, the image of God is actually Jesus. So, when he says we are made in the image of God, it means that we are made to look like Christ not that we have long hair but because people are seeing Christ in different times and Christ has different physical appearances so You know, I'm not talking about physical appearance. I'm talking about the image on your spirit. What the word of God, prayer, intercession, revelation, it engraves an image inside you to the point that you can enter a place in the spirit realm and demons will be shouting, get away from us, Jesus. Get away from us, Master. Because you have so become one with the word and the word has become one with you. You have given your desires, your hope, your faith, your mindset, your your dreams, everything, your passion, you have entered christ and christ has entered you and you have grown up into the fullness of the statue of the image of christ it is manifested in your virtues in your values in your nature in your culture in your desires this is how you enter the image of jesus now when he speaks about worshiping the beast and his image he's saying that there is a time that is coming where even christians will be bearing the image of the beast because they are not wise culture you're a believer and you say things like oh no it doesn't really matter i accept all people i love everybody you know i don't judge i don't judge so like i don't judge people's sexuality like you know i just believe like everybody have their own vibe you know like you know i don't care who you choose to love Eleki, you should care you care by the blood of jesus because the image is stamping on you what you believe the values you hold there, the culture by which you live, the things you agree with, is stamping an image on you. And there is a war in the spirit that is called the war of image. When the time of judgment comes, they say, whose image does he bear? The ones who bear the mark, the image, the identification. You, What does it mean to mark a thing? You identify it. Do you understand? So if you see some place in the Bible, and the Bible says, go and mark them. It's an identification. So who have you been marked by? Who do you identify with? You need to get what I'm trying to talk about. And this is why part of the strongest war of our generation is the war of identity. Because if you can get people to identify with the darkness of hell, to identify with the virtues, the values of hell, to identify with the ways of the satanic, what you have done is that you have stamped the image of the beast on them so the beast is not just a man the beast is a system the beast is a spirit that possesses people that's why the bible began to speak about the spirit the spirit of the antichrist It says that is even now in this world so it is first a spirit that influences before it's a man that manifests fully as the beast that man that manifests fully as the beast what he does is that he comes number one as a full institution of the fullness of that system you need to get what I'm talking about. The same way that Jesus came and he was the full manifestation of the Godhead. That's the same way the beast will become the full manifestation of everything that is Satan, that is Satanic. And so he will build up structures on this earth. The way Jesus has his ecclesia and our work is to build up structures and systems that power the kingdom of God. That's the way the beast will build up structures and systems that will power the kingdom of Satan. So that's what he is. But the question is, do you bear his image? Have you taken his mark? Have you ag- agreed with his identification system? Now, going back to the angels, I just thought to digress and teach that a little bit. So that as you are going through life, you'll be careful about who and what you identify with. Because it will at the end of the day, to be a case of whose image does he bear? You will be given and you'll be handed over to the one whose image you bear now um as we move forward you see the angels did all of that so in addition um angels are assigned to people king uh, to people kingdoms you know like those that were brought to daniel when god answered daniel remember what gabriel said to him he said evil michael Who is your spirit prince? It doesn't mean that it's Daniel that owns Michael. Take it down, please. It doesn't mean that it's Daniel that owns Michael. But it means that because Daniel had a kingdom assignment, you know, so um, Michael was assigned to him for the sake of his kingdom assignment. So these protocratic agents are responsible um and are created by god to govern administrate tend to guard and keep his earth to govern administrate tend to guard and keep god's earth um so they are are assigned for specific roles now i want to move quickly to
1: uh,
0: different kinds of angelic delegations. Um, The supernatural God or what's the time? Ooh, seven o'clock. So the supernatural God or, or angels are part of supernatural beings. You know, um, when you speak about angelic delegation, so they are supernatural guards um, that are sent by God, dispatched by God to undergird you in your ministry. Now, these delegations consist of the supernatural forces, you know, and they usually work in conjunction with the earth, you know, knowing and the heavens, knowing the will of God over your life, and knowing God's will over the earth their power and license you know as citizens of the invisible world you know of god's creation is evident sometimes in material form you know and it's evident in how god uses them to provide for your assignment and your commission now i remember in 2018 we're going to go to switzerland um to do a work that god had you know asked us to do and Um, I remember we were having issues in the land and you know at some point it was as if all the churches and everything shut down to us. And, you know, it was a case of, oh, who is this woman? We don't know her. Where is she coming from? What is she supposed to do? What is her assignment? We don't, you know, who sent her, you know, and all of that. And they shut down. And I remember the person that was working with me in Switzerland, you know, the lady called me and she was like, oh, you know, um, maybe we should consider cancelling, that it's almost as if the land has shut down to us. All the people that said that they were going to come are no longer coming, you know, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And she said everything that she said. I said, okay, okay, I've heard, I've heard. But I remember that as that call was ending, you know, she said, So, Pastor, so what are we going to do? And I said to her, There's nothing I can do. I don't know anybody, big father in Switzerland. It is God that is sending me. I don't have any special powers. Well, I do have special powers in the Lord and in the blood, but I don't have any connections that I will use to change the situation. But I remember saying on that call, Adiola was on that call. And I remember saying, are there no angels in heaven? I said "Do God, does God not have angels that have been designated in Geneva? I said, there are angels there. I said, so let the angels do their job. I am not coming in my name. I am coming in the name of the Lord. I am not coming to fulfill my mandate. I am coming to fulfill the mandate of God. I am not coming to establish my business. It is God's business. I said. So if the Lord has sent me into the land, I said, then let the Lord. I talk to His angels to do their job. I said I will say nothing, and I went to bed. And the next day, the lady called for a meeting, and I think the next day or two days later. And she said you know she's like did you call anybody who did you speak with that and i was like i didn't speak with anybody i don't know anybody and she said you know i don't know what happened everybody's calling the pastors are calling her now different people are calling you know the people that have said no we don't we don't know who she is she can't come into this land that they are now calling and saying ah, you know maybe one is like okay me i want to do billboard the other one is like let's do radio station the other one is like can she come to our church they're like oh we we'll invite our people and the way the thing turned and she will ask them who spoke to you it's like oh no nobody we just you know we just feel now listen there are angels on assignments everywhere to minister you understand to speak on behalf of god to go and warn your enemies to say this one belongs to the lord take your hands of her take your hands of him they are sent by god to do work like that and they are called the angelic delegation so they are usually assigned you know to people they are assigned to assignments they are assigned to duties they are assigned to god's task on the earth angelic delegation now um there is another set of angel angels that has been they have been great oh greatly misrepresented (laughs) I hope I believe you can guess who they are and it's the cherubs. Now, when you think of cher- cherubs, that's what the one they use for Valentine's Day. Cupid. Cupid, you see two naked babies with wings and arrow shooting through love. Doom! you know oh the cherubs. Please. Lord, send holy fire to wash our head this morning in the name of jesus those are not cherubs that is not the cherubim those are nothing nothing baby Baby demons as a matter of fact, (laughs) baby demons because they are no nowhere in scripture have i ever seen baby angels i've not seen it anywhere in the bible so Whenever you see any sign that is actually anti-scriptural, know that it is a gate and an entryway into the demonic. Just know it. So don't wear any t-shirts with two babies with their bum their bum opened and they are holding arrow and they have wings. And they're like, oh, cute angels, cool, cute cherubs. Those are not cherubs. If you go to the Bible and you even look at how the cherubs are described. Anyway let's keep going so now where is the first time that they were mentioned they were mentioned in Genesis 3 where God told Adam and Eve to leave the garden and he put cherub at the entryway to the garden with a flaming sword so you need to understand the kind of creatures that they are now so what were they guarding They were guarding the entrance into the presence of God. You need to understand what I'm talking about. There are some things and some places in the spirit that when you have to enter into those levels of engagement with God's presence, there are certain angelic guards that will be the ones that will open the way and let you in if you have risen in the spirit realm and in dreams and visions and God has opened your eyes to see there are times when you will engage certain creatures in the realm of the spirit and you remember what I said about what you encounter you become and so when you have these encounters you may think to yourself ah you wake up and say oh and so that's why you must not be an encounter junkie you must not worship the experience I don't know how to explain you must worship the God that created the experience and the God you encountered in the experience, but not the experience. So many people, I encounter junkies. They want to be where atmosphere is moving now. The atmosphere is changing now and the spirit of the Lord is here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's here. They love those atmospheres. They never fall. They never move. They never shake, but they are just there watching. They love it so much. They can fund the atmospheres where they are the adulterers and fornicators. And they have no intention of being right with God. But they love those atmospheres. Woo! Wah! They just sit and watch. Sometimes they are sitting and watching. They just love it. Now, don't be an encounter jockey. Because encounters are very easy for the demonic to create. Very easy. You know. <sighs> Dr. Pio Coupe was telling us a story about when she went to Botswana once and there is a girl from the day they made the announcement that she was coming a girl in the church a 14 year old girl or so 14 i think 14 or 13 she started manifesting that this girl that on a normal day english no complete for her mouth speaking with an australian accent we don't like her we don't like her so, 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 so she can't come to this church da, 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 da. and the pastor pray, pray, pray. The spirit first calmed down. They tried to do the deliverance that they could do. This thing did not come out. They said, well, seeing that it is this woman we are bringing that inspired the manifestation, let us wait for her to come. Maybe she's the one that we cast it out. So they kept the girl awaiting the arrival of the apostle. <laughs> so she said as they picked up an airport. <laughs> said i want to go let's go to a pastor's house for lunch <laughs> and they carried her to the house the girl was waiting <laughs> as soon as she get there a manifestation started <sighs> she said that there's nothing she did not cast out cast her ball cast her asteroids cast out big, big but she said she anything she knew that was a demon Casted it out. Everything cast, cast, cast. She says they they cast more. They manifest. She was like, "What on earth?" As in, where have people been when this girl was being filled with all of these things? Cast, cast, cast. That at a point the thing fell on the floor. The girl fell on the floor. Oh Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. Ah, she said yes. Ah, we thank God. We thank God. That's. This demon has come out. You know that the girl is healed. She was like, Oh, thank you so much. Oh, thank you, mama. Oh, mama, thank you. Oh, Jesus, I thank you. That so as she turned away to walk away, she heard the Holy Ghost say, cast out the spirit of religion. And that she was like, spirit of religion. And then she turned around and she said, You spirit of religion, I command you to come out. That this girl that was pretending. You understand she was pretending on the floor remember i was talking to i'm talking where, where did i start from i was talking about the cherubims guarding the, pre, the the entrance to the presence of god and how when you enter the spirit realm you will encounter different things and how you know you must be careful because you must know the truth if not because the demonic can pretend do you understand that's so as she said come on spirit of legion that the next thing this girl rose up with a strong man's voice how did you find me and she looked at this small 13 year old girl. How did you know I was here? And she was like, Yeah, God, how do I cast this one out? That she started saying, You spirit of religion, come out. That the more she prayed, this spirit will be laughing. Ho 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 ho, ho. You can cast me out. You know that the more she prayed, that the more the spirit will be manifesting. And that she was like, What is going on here? She said, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Not say the spirit just was just there, can't wait." That in fact, the spirit was mocking her, you know, and saying that, oh, you think you can cast me out, you know. And next she was like, Man, told me that the spirit said to her, Oh, you want to pray in tongues? You want to pray in tongues? And the spirit was
1: like, <laughs> She was like,
0: That was the craziest deliverance. <laughs> it's really your Barajis also. That that's the craziest deliverance she has ever had to do. And she was like, What is going on here? You know, and remember, because the spirit of religion has been in the church and been in the, the system, you know, that God sets up from time. Remember, remember when Jesus came? He was telling them, Sephardicism, he says, You, brood of viper, religious spirit, it has been there. The religious spirit, eh, marks the church. Understand? Stephanie, stop moving. You're distracting me understands everything in the church everything you know that we do He said, so there she was she's like he will not speak in tongue and it was speaking in tongues and she said God what do I do now let me employ the tool of worship which powerful song should I sing she said she said this is you are here moving in I miss that doctor personally said, we worship you we make her and I did the demon started laughing he said that's one of my favorite songs we make a
1: miracle work, a promise keeper <laughs> so at that point he said god i
0: give up <laughs> god i give up you see he's singing he said that's one of my favorite songs and he started singing this song, <laughs> singing this song. <laughs> She said, at that point, she was like, God, pastors, everybody join hands together. You know, let's find a way. And that, she just stopped the deliverance. She was like, I I don't see what I can do now, you know. And she said, she told, um, but later found out that the girl was in an abusive relationship where she was being raped and all of that. And so she said, until you can pull this person out of this situation, stop doing deliverance because you do deliverance. Remember the principle of deliverance, the spirits come back seven times stronger and you see that abuse is a door through which they enter. So you until you shut that door and you remove the person from that situation, stop doing this deliverance. If not, you are just exposing her to more, to stronger invasions. So maybe that's how these spirits have accumulated over time and they keep getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Now, I say that to say <laughs> we must be wise in the spirit realm. And there are different things that are happening. And you know, there was something very particular that um, one of the pastors that was sitting with us on the table said, he said, Jesus casted out many demons and many spirits, but a spirit that he never casted out was a spirit of religion. Rather, he judged it. So you often have to understand when you enter the spirit realm which one do you bind cast loose? which one do you judge by the blood which one do you say you know this is what the word of because the only way you can judge religion is by truth the only way you can expunge religion from a system is that you teach the truth now when religion has become instituted in a man and in a person it becomes an open door for every activity of deceit and darkness so that's why even in your life you must be very very careful you understand? Because part of the things that the spirit of religion does is, let us just build. Forget about telling people truth. As long as they are contributing to your life and your ministry, don't rebuke them. Don't correct them. Don't speak sternly. Don't say anything that would ruffle them. If you notice, Jesus was harshest when he met the people that carried the spirit of religion. He would insult them, call them whitewash graves. This was, and it wasn't because he was using carnal weaponry. He was using spiritual truth to engage with them. So anywhere you find a leader that does not know how to confront the serpent, that does not know how to confront lies of hell, that does not know how to confront the spirit of deceit, know that the spirit of religion can stand in that place it will do all the activities you'll be crying during worship you know you'll be but you see the lives of the people never move into conviction and truth that journey to repentance that journey into and uh, making christ your all in all it never fully happens there is that just that half and half measure have you seen half and half congregation before powerful on sunday but in club on friday half and half congregation They don't carry consecrations outside of the church. They don't understand spiritual boundaries. They don't understand spiritual government and governance because they are never taught. The spirit of religion must be harassed and judged by truth. This is how you bring it out. You don't just cast it out because it has rights and privileges because the people allow it to be there. So the only way for you to remove it is that you must bring truth and the people must reject it and choose truth that's the only way religion lives i hope you understand what i'm talking about now so um the cherubs um are multi-winged angels another time that we see the cherub was that it was over the ark of covenants that moses created do you understand not moses didn't create it moses was told to build the ark you know so these are living creatures that were set by god to guard the way to eden they were also put as a representation um over the ark as the ones that cover what were they covering the mercy seats so they were covering um the, 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 the throne and the presence of God do you understand what I'm saying so when you speak about the cherubs um, they are the ones that stand over the throne of God and they stand over the presence of God now um, many people have said that there were three cherubs um, Michael Gabriel and Daniel this is why you cannot be praying and say I command Michael you cannot command Michael do you understand what I'm saying You can't command Michael now because why? They are covering cherubs. They are powerful creatures. You understand? Many times people they appear as the angelic hosts, but many times they partner or they work with God and they guard the sacred treasures of the kingdom, the sanctuaries, the possessions of our God, the deity of the Trinity. Do you understand? They are celestial attendants and transporters of God's and the will of God's throne. So. Now they, they stood over the garden of Eden to stop man from getting back to the tree of life, to stop man from entering back into not just the presence of God but the tree of life. Remember, the Bible says that let us stop them from entering, lest if as they've entered of the tree of death, they will now come and eat of the tree of life and live in that state of it of damnation for all eternity. So, when a man has now received Jesus, Jesus now invites you to come and still eat of that tree of life so that you. You may have this life eternally. So part of the ones that stand guard over um, the possessions of the heavens or these treasures of God over these deep mysteries of his presence are the cherubims and they are covering cherubs but they also do not just cover the throne they cover regions. And so you see when Lucifer fell, even though the Bible says he was in Eden, the garden of the Lord, he could walk to and fro the presence of God. He could minister to God. His entire being was ministry. But yet he says to the abundance of your trade, iniquity was found with you. Lucifer was also an angelic being that was also covering the region of the earth and that's why you see that he was able to fall back to the earth and that's why you see this war over the region of the earth because that was part of his assigned territory to cover and so um, i'm going i'm going to stop here tomorrow we'll look at ezekiel 25 ezekiel 28 and then we'll look at angelic guards and we'll look at the angels of the seven churches now why am i teaching you these things i go back to it again So that you may understand the empowerment that you have in the realm of the spirit. So that you may understand the processes of the spirit realm. So that when you shut your eyes to pray, you would recognize what you carry, who you are, what is with you, what is worrying with you. So that God will give you, so that the Bible says, in nothing should you be terrified of your adversary for when you are not terrified of him it is a sign to him of his perdition and it is a sign to you of your victory but what necessitates that you are not afraid of your adversary is that you actually know what you carry and the armor and the weapon that you bring to the battle and this is part of the weapon that you bring the angelic guard the angelic delegation the angelic hosts that work with you that work with you that carry the messages of god on your behalf this is part of what you carry you also understand that people have angels that work with them specifically there are times when people have seen into the realm of the spirit and they have seen specific angels that work with specific people and they say oh that the angel looked like the person so you see maybe pastor stephanie's angel in the spirit realm and it will look like her so there are people that have had visions like that but you must understand that angels don't necessarily have physical form remember the story i was telling you about the, the, the vision i had when i was in kenya recently and the angel that was teaching he was so beautiful and i remember i was just looking at like this i was like yeah how can a being be this pure so clean so beautiful so clear i couldn't understand it and then the angel that was sitting beside me hit me and said you know put yourself together you're in heaven like stop getting mesmerized by that and i was like but look like i've never seen a person a being like this in my life and the angel said to me, he said, you know, that's not his real form, right? And I was like, what? what do you mean? He says, we take on the forms that we need to take on for the assignments that we are given. You know, because angels are spirits. And so maybe when we see their true form, they will not look like, because many of the descriptions we give to angels, the Bible never gave to them. Many of the descriptions we give, the Bible never gave to them. The Bible may describe a part of them. Even some of the descriptions you see in scripture, the ones with multiple eyes, the ones with one head as this, one head as that, one head. Sometimes it's scary. But these things exist in the realm of the spirit. But for them to engage with man, they have to take up a form that man can entertain and man can receive and so the angel that was speaking to me said oh even me this is not what i really look like i was like really he says oh yeah i look like this because i'm just coming from an assignment on the earth he said i had a six months, almost like a six month posting to go and do a particular issue so the angel said i had to take on this form he said but this is not what i really look like i'm saying these things to you that you may be strengthened that you may be empowered jesus said to them he said look i am not powerless to f- If I needed to fight, I could fight. I could ask my father now to send me legions of angels and they will be available to me now. Dispatched to me now. Part of the confidence with which Jesus walked on the earth was knowing who and what was following him. Every time Jesus spoke, he would always speak from heaven. He would always say things that would make people marvel. And they are like, what are you talking about? And Jesus would say, people don't get it. Because his head was in heaven, but his leg was on the earth. You must be that kind of man whose head, the top of your ladder is in heaven. And your feet is walking on the earth. Because this is the only way you can have victories in this world. This is the only way you can enter and maximize the dawning of the new day. And so I pray that um, God will teach you beyond the things I have taught you. the holy spirit will brood over the things i have said to you because i feel in my spirit that there are yet compartments in these things that i have taught that the lord wants to open up to you i pray that he will open it up to you fully but i need you to realize that revelation is not just what you know revelation becomes you revelation is not just what you know revelation you become the revelation that you know what do i mean When revelation hits you, you increase and you expand. And you are going through the day, you cannot understand why there's a spring to your feet. I didn't conduct deliverance service to you, I just taught you about the angelic host. And it does something to you, because what you know determines the realm from where you operate, and the strength of conviction with which you walk. The reason why I teach the gospel because it is the power of God unto salvation to them that believe. When you believe the teaching of the truth of the gospel, it gives you power, power, power. People pray without revelation. So the power that they experience in life is only limited to that altar and so when they live there they don't have power they have to run back to that altar to it is when they are there that's when miracles happen for them but outside of the altar miracles don't happen why because they don't have the revelation that is powering the altar so the reason why you need revelation and why we pray and we teach is because the revelation that is powering prayer reign, if you can carry it into your life, when you are working during the day, when you are cooking in your kitchen, while you are betting your children, while you are engaging with your marriage, you can walk with the same strength or power that we have when we gather together. And so may the God of all grace and the God of all wisdom and the God of the church and the God of the angelic guard and the angelic delegations of heaven. May that God bless and keep you. May that God keep your eyes open. May that God give you experiences and encounters. May that God saturate your night time and your day time. May that God cause you to have opportunities to entertain angels. May they bring blessings and messages to you that will keep your homes and will keep your family. When you are harassed in the dead of the night, or during the day. May God dispatch to you angels that will walk for you and walk for you. May you be able to keep the consecrations and the boundaries of your faith that will ensure that you are consistently having a Bethel experience. May heavens over your head be always open may there always be an ascending and descending so that any problem that is brought to you at any point in time you are able to solve it because you are sitting under open heavens in the name of the lord jesus may god show you the songs to sing the sounds to release the hymns to embrace the scriptures to meditate and brood upon that will keep heavens over you open in the name of jesus you who have thousands upon thousands of angels at your beck and call I pray that you will not be harassed that the spirit of oppression, depression will not be able to stay around you again in the name of the Lord Jesus but your heart will be burning with fire because the angels that bear the coals of God and that light the fires of God, they are standing around you even now. May they keep your spirit lit in the name of the Lord Jesus and as you journey through today, may you be able to say surely the Lord has been with me and I have experienced the goodness and the power of god the same way that the angels came and woke the apostles up from the prison get up and go i pray that every prison door that was set up for you by hell and darkness that you'll be wakened by the angels that will cause the chains to break off your feet and the doors to fling open in the name of the lord jesus i pray that the same way that in a shipwreck that the angel was sent to paul to say to him you will not die nobody will die however here is what to do you will yet stand before caesar i pray that you will have such angelic delegation sent to you that will speak to you of the future that would encourage your heart and will empower your spirit to ride into the new day in the name of the lord jesus and every angel that god has appointed over this prophetic word concerning the dawning of a new day let them mark everybody on this call so that everyone that has heard the word of the lord and has received this word of prophecy the same angel that stands guard to open the door of the word over us here. May that angel stand guard over your life. Let them stand guard over your business, over your ministry, over your children, over your friendship, everything that concerns you. In the name of the Lord Jesus, that indeed you will say that it is as though a force has opened the door of this word over my life. Let the things that were hidden in yesterday be open to you today. Let the things that were impossible in yesterday become possible to you today. Because it is called the dawning of the new day. And they are the ones that stand guard over the word of the lord let them excel in strength and muster together to ensure that every one of us that have trusted in the god of the new day will enter into it in the name of jesus may you start experiencing angelic activities in your home any serpentine spirit and demonic person that is positioned in your houses and your business let them start to scream and run away let them send in their resignation letter and say i don't know what it is there is one man that comes to harass me every day and say until i repent and confess that i will not have peace in this home let god dispatch angels according to this word that is in a new day let any captivity in your life be harassed by the angelic forces let any manipulation of darkness be harassed by the host of god that is sent to work with you in the name of the lord jesus vandu patule Patule patulebranamate is Let deliverance be released this morning. Let deliverance be released this morning. Into your lives, into your spirits, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we bless and we thank you. Because you hear us every time we pray. And because every time we pray, it is you we pray unto. Thank you because you have heard us this morning. And we take the opportunity to pray for the mantle of Deborah USA. I will thank you for the angels you have sent under this commission to work with us. And we thank you because they have gone ahead of us to speak to the people that are needed. And so, Lord, we declare favor over the mantle of Deborah, USA. We declare divine provision for everything that we need. We thank you, Father, because you are going to raise men and women across the world that will rise up and they will carry this assignment. We thank you, Father, because this assignment will not die. It will not crumble, oh God. But the same way that you position Aaron and all to bear the hand of Moses up. We thank you father because even now you will raise arrows and holes across the world that will bear the hand of this commission in the name of Jesus even as you have declared that you are raising a fiery generation that understands what it means to judge, that understands the judiciary system of the heavens. This is what you are raising and calling the mantle of Deborah so that this is where a generation that can partner with the angelic host that understands this movement. You are raising this generation out of America and you are are judging the spirit of witchcraft and you are judging the spirit oh God over the land that seeks to enslave you are judging the mark of the beast and you are judging the image that is being raised this is why you are raising the mantle of Deborah in that nation father we understand what the warfare is and so God we call for help for heaven in the name of Jesus that you will raise people oh God that will fund division people that will say we will take care of the tickets of the ministers we will take care of the accommodation I will give my car to drive them around we will be protocol we will pay for this we'll pay for that we will come and pray with you for hours we will come and serve as ushers we will serve in different capacities Lord raise men and women from across the world to be at the burden in the name of the Lord Jesus and as they position themselves in their array to partner and to participate my God let the same overflow of grace let the same overflow of power let the same overflow of the anointing that are coming the mandate that accompanies my life let it flow in their lives also in the name of the Lord Jesus that they would rise up as an apostolic generation that they would rise up bearing the touch of God in one hand and the sword of the spirit in the other hand that their feet will be drenched in the oil of the commission Oh God that they also wherever they go may be known as the flames of God in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise. We thank you because you hear us every time we pray in Jesus name. Amen. Amen and amen and amen. Our time is fast spent but indeed this is a new day and the God of heaven has blessed and anointed you to do business and to transact in this day and God is with you so go in the confidence of the things you have learned. go knowing that the God that ministered to you and sent you the revelation of his word he has also sent you the angelic host that you need to operate today go knowing that you are not alone the next time a voice tells you you are alone and you don't have power, remember this sermon, you are never alone. Your atmosphere is saturated by witnesses that come from the realm of the spirit. And I encourage you, partner with the mantle of Deborah. Partner with the mantle of Deborah. When you don't, don't don't send me money. Send it to the commission. Don't send me your gift. Send it the work that is where i need you do you understand by the grace of god god takes care of me and my personal needs i know that there are times when god will say bless the woman fantastic good that's great you know and i receive it and i appreciate it and god bless you for that but right now i need you for america i need you to pray with me i need you to pray for us i need you to go on your knees and if you don't even have what to help us with pray that God will give those who will help you know um, this is where we need you we are going to war for the destiny of that land we are going to war to make sure that the destiny is not swallowed up and the people in the land that God has anointed are not limited and capped by the activities of Satan over the region so join us and partner with us and give to the work Reach out to anybody, Pastor Stephanie, myself, Pastor Bambi, Adiola, any leader, and say, how can I strengthen the work that Apostle E.C. is doing? How can I strengthen the work? Do not turn your ears away from the need. Do not turn your ears away from what God is doing. And for those who want to give through PayPal or any other means, there are many other ways. PayPal and an account in the U.S., it's all there. And God will bless you and God will keep you and for those that are coming I look forward to seeing you in Houston share the flyers share the link for registration get people to register for the mantle of Deborah in the US and I will see you all there and I can categorically tell you that your life will not be the same this is not a cliche I'm telling you because so much prayer has gone in for the souls of the people that are coming and so I will see you there. And I will see you again tomorrow. God bless you. And if you see me outside, don't bone me. Reach out. P.I., how are you? Pray, rain. I mean. Give me a hug. Let us laugh. Let us gist. Eh? God bless you. Take care. Have a great day. I love you too, Linda. I love you too. God bless you all. Have a great day. Bye. God bless you, ma'am. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you.